by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host, <laughs> Charles Rose. Did I say that? Harry Mullen. this thing about the, the, the real person, and we're going, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions, live on the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. We are here again on the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. It's super exciting to be here. Uh, Sarah from Us Weekly is here. Larry is here. Uh, how's everything going on your end, Larry? Oh, well, you know, it's uh, post-Thanksgiving, and, you know, we're, obviously L.A.'s closed down a bit, but, you know, we're at the beach, so we got a big front yard, and, uh, you know, just busy, busy time with the podcast and, you know, writing the third book, and, nice. you know, everything's good. That's good to hear. Hey, I want to let everybody out there know that we've got a Patreon now, so we're really super excited about this. Larry and I have already been participating in the Patreon. We did a very awesome uh, watch along this week. So uh, here's a little bit about the Patreon, and then when we come back, you're going to see a lot of people. Hey, do you want to join the Beverly Hills Beach Club? Well, now you can. Well, sort of. The Beverly Hills 90210 Show has a Patreon with exclusive bonus interviews, Q&As, watch-alongs, and so much more. So head over to patreon.com slash Beverly Hills 90210 Show to join in on the fun. All the cool kids are doing it. Yeah, I like the cool kids. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we have oh, a full so house great. here now. Isn't this very cool? I, I, lo- I love seeing these people. I, I don't know Trevor as well, but I certainly know Jill and, and Art is my oldest well, friend in Hollywood, 1978. I'm hearing somebody is listening to the show. Somebody just- <laughs> yeah. I would say the Canadian, probably. <laughs> no, no, it's not the Canadian. Wait a second. No, it's uh, Jill. It's, well, the, uh, it's so great to have the Jill. Mexican. It's so good to have Jill Novick back with us. And then, of course, we have Trevor, who was Evan Potter in this. And we have Art Hindle, who was the detective. We have somebody who's hiding out backstage that is going to scare the shit out of everybody. So (laughs) just be prepared for that. Um, Okay, Larry, let's just hop right into this. We watched... We watched this on uh, Patreon. We watched it together, the watch along and all that. But um, building up to this storyline, I'm curious to know where this whole Donna has a stalker thing come from. Okay. So, again, as we've talked about, you know, February we know is coming up and it sweeps. And that's when you have to have your money balls. That's when the advertising is. And so you got to have some what we call promotable log lines and good stuff that the PR department can really. uh, hook people with. So there's nothing better than Donna in danger. And because we are the kind of people we are, we know our fans know the show. uh, We reached back and we knew we had this fantastic guy who tried to, to rape Donna two seasons before, you know, that's a long time in television. Two seasons, like 64 shows before that he tried to rape her. But now we knew that was in her head, so we could start playing around with that if we wanted to really build up a story. And we had that great set of the of the TV studio, and so we just we gave ourselves, you know, we didn't really slow play the story. We did it in four episodes, 
but we gave ourselves three episodes to build up one that will show up on the first Wednesday of sweeps, a big night. Okay. And uh, that was the one where we're going to do the hostage situation. So we just kind of felt good about that. We just wanted to harvest a lot of the uh, anxiety in our Donna character because she really was traumatized by this guy, Garrett Slan. Right. And uh, and we had to, you know, play it like, like a good mystery with a lot of red herrings of which, you know, we had some wonderful actors. And, uh, and, that, and then the actual villain himself. We wanted to surprise people. And I think uh, as we worked through the stories, we I think we did a pretty good job of that, looking at it again. I hadn't seen it in 23 years. So... There's some red herring. Yes. Lots there's, of tre- herring. there's Trevor. There's Trevor. There's, there's Rusty. Rusty <laughs> is out of the box. This is uh, Rusty. I hope you have a little clip of Rusty here, like really going freaking crazy. I do, I do have that. We'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to that. Because Rusty, uh, yeah, we set them up early on in the episode Phantom of CU. And we see the station and the little world of the station. And Jill, of course, is, you know, she's kind of not clueless, but she has her job to do. And it's, it's a good, important job. And Brandon, of course, is on top of everything. But then we have these two other guys. We have Evan, who I think is the director. Evan? I mean, Trevor, was was Evan, was he the, he's he the producer? Oh, man, if memory serves. I think he's the producer or director. He had, he had a pretty clipboard. Important. I know he had a clipboard. Definitely. Yes, and that's clipboard. definitely the producer. He had a clipboard. clipboard. He had a clipboard. It could have been called character with a while, but it wasn't. <laughs> he was All very right. important. Anyway, you but we also introduced you're the... pretty important. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. But, but, we, we, but we, we had the two can't characters move forward, together. Larry, without the other red herring. Right there. Okay. <laughs> this man in, in season five. <laughs> he totally terrorized. Poor, our poor Donna character. And actually, we, we served, the show, served the show so well because it, it pushed David and Donna back together, which was what we needed to do. We needed something amazing to, for her to get over the fact that he cheated on her and, you know, having sex in a limo in the episodes before. So we needed David. And he right. brought so much frightening. Uh, he was just chilling. I mean, and it was an episode I remember because the flaming lips were also in it. it was, yeah. It was out of the box. It was love. The episode was Love Hurts, but we had built up a Garrett also, and then we basically harvested the 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 the, the image of Gar- uh, of Garrett Slan and brought it back to season seven, sixty four episodes later, and we start really working that. I think in the next episode, unnecessary unnecessary roughness. We actually, she thinks she sees Garrett Slan, and she does. It's not a, a, a it's not an imagination, which is kind of cool. And then right. that ends with the fact he's out of jail. I mean, so we kind of really start thinking, oh, my God, this guy's back at her. And we have Rusty, meanwhile, at the station making all these lewd comments. So we got him there. Evan is so nice. And the character Trevor plays, he's like dating Donna Martin's uh, a girlfriend leading up, to a, a roommate, uh, Jenny. He's, he's dating Kelly Taylor. He's got a shot with her. Uh, and we're not even thinking about Evan. And then we go through that's unnecessary roughness. And then we find out that, uh, oh, boy, uh, Garrett Slan is out of jail. And it's weird. I don't know if you noticed this, uh, anybody else, but in season five, when Garrett was going to rape Donna, she had a hairdo kind of up with little curlers in it. For some reason, two years later, she has the same hairdo in that episode. I, I don't know if we did it intentionally. I thought, well, this is great. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I had no idea. But anyway... At the end of that, when we go into Face Off, now Face Off, you know, we got a powerful episode where basically David gets in in, in Garrett Slan's face, and and you know, you have some some of your best scenes in that episode, yeah. David, right? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun going head to head. 
All right, before we get to this, listen, everybody is freaking out because uh, David's here. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Jenny Bent has put this scared face. Uh, Liz is Dave. David, you should take these names. <laughs> I'm sure he's been he's been accosted in malls all over America. Yeah. Um, I, I have to be honest that, that my uh, probably claim to fame has been this character in my entire career. I've had more people come up to me and say they recognize me from this. In fact, I had a restaurant, a waitress rather, call um, the police <laughs> and, and say that she says, I have a stalker in my restaurant. I know I saw him on, and she was mistaken. <laughs> For, for Fox, you know, uh, I guess the, the police oh show. God. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Well, for uh, yeah, yeah. Cops, cops show. Cops, yeah. The police oh, came yeah. and uh, interviewed oh, me God. and realized that it was just a, yeah, I'm just an actor. Oh, just an actor playing a star on God. TV. So sorry. That's, that's, that's worse than a Ray Pruitt story. Um, I'm sure Hart's got some, oh, look, Hart's got some uh, horror skeletons in his closet, too. I mean, yeah. like, well, I, yeah, have, he, I have one. I have David. Dave reminded me of. Of, uh, of, of one time I was playing with a guy named, an actor named Wing, Wings Hauser. We love yeah, Wings. We love Wings. He's, and, we had him and, on. Uh, and, and William Rust, you know, my friend Rusty, you know, uh, Larry, you know, I know Rusty, sure. William Rust. And we were playing golf and, uh, and Wings sidled over to Rusty and I were walking down the fairway and he says, we're playing the Psycho Killer Open. Because we'd always, uh, we'd always, uh, all three of us had played psycho killers on episodics. You know? Oh yeah, Wings is psychotic. Uh, <laughs> well, let me get to let me get to Brian first, because Brian is our first red herring, right? Um, you get this part as Rusty, and boy, your character's a little bit creepy too with some of the comments that you're that you're <laughs> saying. Yeah, like there. he talks about seeing her naked. You know, we're really, we're yeah, really laying it on. I kind of wrote it down some of the stuff there. It was pretty cool, actually. You know, what do you, you remember know? about doing this, Brian? Uh, you know what I remember most is the night before I was supposed to shoot uh, my first episode. Um, I got pulled over by the cops because I was riding my bicycle in West Hollywood without a light on it, if you can believe it. <laughs> and I had the long hair. And every time I got pulled over, people thought, you know, they thought I was I was selling weed. And so I had a fanny pack, if you can believe it. I don't I don't tell everybody this story, but I had a fanny pack. And uh, it was good cop, bad cop. And one of the cops was just like, he's like, what's in your what's in your fanny pack? And I was like nothing he goes well let me show you id and i was like i, I don't want to show my id it was like i was, I was like, why are you pulling me over and he goes well you didn't have a light on your bike i was like really like that's why you guys are pulling me over and <laughs> so i didn't want to show my id and uh and so bad cop literally throws me against the the, the cop car the sheriff car with sheriffs west hollywood sheriffs and uh next thing i know i'm in handcuffs and they're going through the bad cops going through my fanny pack and so my face is down on the, the you know on the, on the hood of the car oh no oh my I'm god thinking, I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm gonna blow my, I'm gonna be in jail and I'm gonna have to call 9200 for production. And yeah, I was in the back of the, the sheriff's car and, and the bad cops like, what's wow. taking me? What did, you know, called me a bunch of names. The other cops like, come on, man. It was like, whatever. So what? He had an ID. He told you he didn't have an ID. It was just for a light. Who cares? And, uh, you know, they ended up letting me go. But that was my, that's my first recollection of all of that. But yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a funny thing. I think most actors probably say that, you know, spelling and that world was, was just, it was the Mecca, right? Um, in the day. And so as an actor, 
you wanted a score and a spelling show. Um, you, you were desperate to score a, a, a spelling show, really, frankly, because, you know, you weren't really worth, uh, you know, you weren't, you didn't have any street cred if you didn't, you know, because everybody asks, are you, did you ever do 90210? Did you ever do Melrose Place? And uh, so that was super exciting. You know, I finally got the arc and 90210. And um, yeah, I just, I just remember in the audition, uh, you know, she said, just a little slimier. You know? <laughs> I was like, all right, I, I can do that. Um, but I just got a kick out of the name, you know, I was like, wow, man, they're really, they're, you know, caring, you know, they're, they're <laughs> not making it too, uh, you know, this is in clues, uh, whodunit. Um, yeah. But, and then of course, you know, David Bow and I go way back, um, in the voice of a world. And so, you know, in a sense, he was passing me the baton. And uh, you know, I was like, all right. And anybody, everybody that knew us, you know, knew that we were both the ones that were stalking, you know, Tori uh, or had stalked Tori. In the end, of course, I wasn't the guy. But, um, yeah, I, was I totally kid, thought it was I remember, you. What I remember most about the actual show is what, at that point, um, how incredibly smooth uh, it operated. Um, the mm. crew, I mean, they were so well oiled at that point. And they, you know, you're literally just plugging us you know, the, the, the guest stars in, um, but the machine is so well oiled and, uh, I was super impressed with that. Um, I was like, wow, I mean, they, they got this down. Like, Let's go to Trevor. Cause you're going to be the, you're the guy. Um, what is your process of getting on this show? Like it was a long process. Um, I was around when they were casting the pilot, um, uh, I, I must audition for the show 30 times. I started off uh, uh, auditioning for Steve, and it went down to me and Ian, and Ian got it. And then they didn't, they didn't find their brand in the final callback, so they brought like 20 of us back the next day. And um, my roommate was dating Shannon Doherty, uh, so she had just gotten hired. And so we were rehearsing together, and then we all went to Aaron's house and, and read and... Uh, Jason ended up getting it, and then I, they went and off, and they made the the show. It was called Beverly Hills High School at the time, not Beverly Hills 90210. Right. Um, and then uh, in the process, they changed that up, and then I got a call uh, after they made the show saying they were bringing on a new character, and I went through the whole rigmarole again with a brand new casting director, and I uh, got down to the final callback on that, and Luke ended up getting Dylan. So I had to wait seven years, and I must audition 50 times before I finally got on the show, and like, Brian was saying, you know, you're, that was the that was the centerpiece of what you were looking to get on in our age category. Um, that was that was the, the mecca. Um, so I just kept on plugging away and plugging away, and finally I ended up getting Evan. Um, what did you think of Evan? And did you realize that he, this is what that he, did you know in the beginning that he was going to be the one that was the stalker? Or when did they? When do you find that out? So when I read the the sides in the audition, um, I had like three sets of sides, and the first two were like the nice guy Evan, and the last guy was the, the creepy Evan. Yeah, um, it was much different than it actually ended up in the show when we were just rehearsing and and, and auditioning and whatnot. Um, but I did know that he was going to be eventually be the main bad guy. We and, and you know, the writers were kind of winking at the audience, calling Brian's character Rusty. You know, the red herring. Yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I knew I was going to be the, the, the crazy lunatic at the end. I just didn't know how until about a week or two before. Now, Jill, you mentioned before we came on that you and Trevor know each other. Yes, Trevor and I, 
He's one of the first people I met when I moved to LA. We were in an acting class together, Jared Barclays, right? Yep. And um, and we just became fast friends. And then he introduced me to his manager and I wound up going with her. So we both had the same manager for years. And um, yeah, he, you know, I was, I was trying to think like why, what happened between me and Trevor, why we weren't, you know, it was because he became best friends with my boyfriend at the time. And then when, when we broke up, it was kind of weird because they were such good friends. And, but then, cause I, you know, I of course was thrilled when he got cast on the show. That was really fun. Yeah. They were. And for you, David, you had obviously worked on the show a long time ago. You did that or, or prior to this, you know, you had done that. And so you got a call. We'll talk about that at some other point with you, because I want to cover that episode in full with you at some point. But, uh, what was it like when you got the call back to, to be Garrett's land? I was uh, ecstatic. I, I couldn't believe that they were bringing back, um, you know, one of my, my best characters <laughs> that I've ever played. Once again, um, and uh, so awesome to see Brian on, on the episode as well. And, um, you know, we've been friends pretty much ever since, you know, um, but uh, it, it was uh, it really was an opportunity to to like, oh, OK, well, I'm not going to be the guy this time, but at least I'll be in the mix. And um, I remember there was there, we, were, we were about to fight in this one scene and I did this thing. I'd never done it before and I've never done it since. But as I pulled up my fists, I, I did this with my hand, with my fingers. And it was like the lamest thing I'd ever done on camera. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right there in the episode. There. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, hit, you hit him too. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, in the episode, that's... <laughs> Larry, this question came up a bunch on the Patreon. Uh, somewhere, some people you're saying, uh, you know, Gar uh, Garrett is saying uh, you're going to be in trouble. It's not me. He's kind of telling her that she's going to be in trouble. Does she? Are we to think now that uh, Garrett knew that Evan was stalking Donna? Well, he knows that Donna's got something happening to him, but he knows it's not him. So it's got to right. be somebody else. I mean, you know, I mean, that's part of the thing. I mean, you know, again, we, we built up all these scares. We had the, you know, the phone calls, we have the dead, the dead rat. We have the, the, the flowers, the weird flowers. And then my personal favorite, which I have to make a confession on, which is the backwards tracking videotape. Now, the backwards tracking videotape in 1981, Art, when Art and I were friends, really close, I was doing chips and we did a, a Devil Rock episode and I did the first backwards tracking on television. So I stole for myself, basically. <laughs> Uh, it was a, a great episode called Rock Devil Rock, starring Donnie Most as the uh, kind of a devil rock singer. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, uh, this came from Patreon. Michelle asks this question for Trevor. How did you prepare for this role to be this stalker? You know, there was a couple of different things. Um, one of It's not that I really intended this, but um, when we were doing the, the episode, I got really sick. I probably had 100, 203 temperature while we were doing the the, the hostage uh, taking mm -hmm. scene. And so this was real. I think that really <laughs> added. <laughs> it really added a lot to to just kind of my state of deliriousness. Um, but as far as like prepping for it, you know, you really go back to like when Jill was talking about us being in acting class. When we were in classes for a decade you know, studying classics and getting into plays and comedies and all kinds of different things. 
and you get a repertoire of, of skills and you just dive into what you've learned along the way. Um, and that was my, my deep dive is kind of going into this stuff that I had studied and, and that it kind of just resonated with me along the way. My, my, my youthful angst, you know, mixed in there, mixed in with being sick and you just put it all together and you go with, you just gotta, you know, when you're there, you just gotta throw it all out there and hope it sticks. And if you're not doing it right, somebody's gonna come along, kick you in the ass and tell you, hey, we gotta, we gotta do this better. And nobody did that, I, I was there. Um, mm -hmm. with one reason or another, I got there and I was so there, they didn't really say much to me. They just set up the camera like Brian was saying and go, they were, had a well-oiled machine. Um, there wasn't a lot of chit chat in between the, the scenes and the, in the hostage taking stuff. Yeah, I was just thinking the, the directors were Les Landau, uh, Gil Shilton, and uh, Chip Chalmers, and Chip, yep. Kevin Inch and, did the hostage, and, didn't he? Exactly, Kevin Inch. Yeah. You know, yep. all really old pros except for Les, who was a pretty young guy. Um, and what what I liked what I liked about Trevor's performance was he he. We never, he never tipped it off. He never, you know, he never let any, you know, you never, sometimes actors will play it, you know, that, that I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be berserk, but he never, never tipped it off. And, and, and not until suddenly he pulled out the gun, you know, everything was normal until suddenly yeah, yeah. the gun comes out. One thing I was thinking about, you know, watching it again, you know, that whole, and Art knows because he's Canadian, maybe more so, but there's been some terrible tragedies kind of uh, about these men who are, what's it called, Art, uncell or something like that, where they have this hatred of women. I think they're called uncells. It's like the woman, they ma the massacre in Montreal and and, the, and the recently, and I, I, if we had only known more about that, I could have really given you some a deeper psychosis, I think. <laughs> Should have been more hatred of women. Um, I wanted to ask David, um, same question about, preparing for the role of Garrett Slan. And we could talk a little bit about the first time that you were there. So you built that character. Um, first of all, how did you do that the first time? And then is it tough to come back and have to be that person again? Uh, I remember the audition like it was yesterday. Um, I just thought, uh, slow everything down, be very specific about your intentions, and be as creepy as possible. And um, <laughs> they loved it. They loved it. Yeah, yeah I, I was. I was in that room. That was my character, uh, named after <laughs> Art. Knows who it was probably named after. Kind of Garrett Slan. Oh, okay. Well, I um, and then when they when they asked me to come back, I was like, yeah, I slipped right back into that. You know, that creepy guy. And and with with indignation. You know that how dare you accuse me? You know. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at some of these things that happen in this uh, episode. Now, this was Rusty, but we lost Rusty, but so let's move to You know, working behind the camera, I look into everyone's eyes, and you're the only one I felt was really talking to me. The only one I feel, I don't know, makes me feel important. Like you really understand me. That's really nice of you to say. Wear this. Excuse me? I think you'd look great in it. The, the broadcast is about to start. Don't you uh, have to get ready or something? No. Something wrong? No. I just, um, 
I'm just, uh, I still feel a little shaken up by the thing that happened with Rusty, that's all. You don't have to worry. I'm here. Mm. And I look. Perfect. Don't. I know you like me. Evan, you're, um, you're making me very uncomfortable. <sighs> phone calls? Flowers? I know you like the attention. I don't know what you're talking about. Sterling silver roses are beautiful, aren't they? I pick them because they go with your eyes. I'm sorry. I really don't know what you're talking about. You know we're meant to be together. Look, um, if you sent me flowers, I'm sorry. I didn't get them. And, um, if, if you called me... You probably got my number mixed up with somebody else. Look, this is about the rat. We're trying to run you down. I'm sorry. But you made me mad. Brandon! Brandon, he's the one that stalked me. Hey, man, whatever she said to you, it's a lie. No. You know, Evan, I think this may be something for the authorities to sort out. So I'm going to call campus security and have them come down here. Put it down. Evan, don't make this any worse for yourself than it already is. Yeah, I said put it down. Oh, boy. And then all hell is going to break loose. <laughs> you know, we should also give credit to my brother, who is the composer, Fred Mullen. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good score going in there. He had done lots of Friday the 13th stuff and other horror stuff and thriller stuff. So, um, you know, he was good for, for Trevor. And then we ask you, David, the same question. Working right. with Tori. She's phenomenal in this. What, what was that like, that process of working with her? Um, she was great. She couldn't have been more um, just giving, you know, as an actor, you know, uh, back and forth and, and uh, wanted to uh, make me feel, you know, at ease. And um, she was just one of the more down-to-earth people I'd ever worked with, you know, at that time in my career. She was just, like, totally, like, open and invited me to have lunch with them and stuff. And, you know, um, she invi invited me to her birthday party in Beverly Hills, like, a few weeks after we shot the original uh, episode, which I thought was cool, you know, and then I went, I had a blast, and um, she was very, very, very cool to work with. Uh, the whole cast was, everybody was was um, extremely, and then when I came back, they all remembered me, they all made sure to, you know, say, great to see you again, and, and uh, so glad that you're back, and it was, it was a, a great experience for me. That's awesome, man. Um, and what about Brian, David? You did a lot of stuff with Brian, even in this in this segment. Uh, yeah, I mean, Brian, Brian and I have never really worked together except for this. We never really. I mean, we've done. We've been together in the in the world of voiceover. We have had the same agent. I'm, I'm I meant uh, Brian Green. Brian I'm sorry, Brian Austin oh, Green. Brian, yeah, yeah. Brian Green. Sorry, David. You mean David? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, when uh, he he was awesome as well, and um, he he's like. He seemed to be, um, I don't know what the word is. I don't know if he was younger than everybody or whatever, but he really did feel like he was his character, you know? You know, he was he was great. They were all great. Uh, and for you, Trevor, that same question about working with Tori and all of them. Yeah, I, I, I reflect everything that uh, David just said. I, I found everyone to be extremely nice. I've known almost everyone for years um, going into it, uh, like I'd known Jill, um, in one fashion or another. And um, so there was there was already a camaraderie there. There was already a friendship and an awareness of each other. Um, so when we got there, it was just really loose. 
and really comfortable. Um, it, it was, it, it, it didn't have like a super overly professional feel to it. It almost felt like a bunch of like friends hanging out, making a movie together, you know? It, it, it could have been a college film for all we knew at the time. It was just a, a really, really easy, comfortable experience for me. And working with Tori, um, was it was great uh and like I said, we were friends we were friends before we were friends after jill used to come and hang out with us uh and we used to you know go over to the house and hang out afterwards and you know sometimes we'd watch the show to get wet we did watch the show all over the house did we, did, 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 well, no, i don't remember watching the show i just remember doing a lot of partying yeah, yeah we, we did there was a lot of partying going on then uh i think brian's back brian you back with us Yes. Yeah, barely. I don't know if you guys can hear me, but you guys are, uh, my reception's horrible and I apologize. I just wanted to stick my face in there again to apologize to the audience and to all of you. And all good. More Why importantly, we got you? Say how, how awesome it is to be here and to see Trevor and David and Jill and after all these years, it's pretty, it's pretty wacky. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I want to show you a clip uh, before you leave, Brian, of you uh, working with some of these guys. I mentioned that watching you run a meeting is incredibly sexy. You know, you're a demented woman. But I like that in a woman. You bastard. Hi, Rusty. How dare you send the cops after me? What are you talking about? Yeah, like you didn't finger me as the guy who's been bothering Donna. I didn't say anything to the cops about you. Rusty, they questioned everybody at the station about it. Yeah, well, they came to my door and made me feel like a criminal. Was there some reason you should feel like a criminal? You think you're so superior? Hardly, but I do think I've earned the right to be called Mr. You Bastard. Yeah, well, someone ought to knock you down a peg. All you people. Hope you and Donna rot in hell. Is he just blowing off steam or was that a threat? I have no idea. Oh boy. Yeah. Good red herring. Very good. Solid. You know, good. Incredible stuff. <laughs> I think we must have added that line, uh, you may you rot in hell. I don't remember that. I think yeah, that, that sounded like ADR. Oh, for ADR. Yeah, I think it was yeah. ADR there. I thought that too. And he's uh, got the backpack too, which is ominous, right? Anything could be in there, usually rope and tape. <laughs> we, we don't believe the guy with the clipboard, but we know it's the guy with the backpack. <laughs> All right, we're going to say goodbye to Brian. Uh, before we say goodbye to David, too, I, wanted, I pulled this up. I want to show you this scene. No problem. Okay, bye. This is where we first met, remember? David? David! You know, it's funny how wrong things went. Not funny haha, just wrong, I guess. No, what you did was wrong. What you're doing now, it's wrong. Did you have fun talking to the cops last night? How does it feel to have them breathing down your neck? David, don't! You know, I tried to make it up to you. As thanks, I got cops trailing me, banging on my door last night, rifling through my stuff. And they never should let you out of jail. Two years isn't long enough for what you tried to do to her. Too bad I didn't finish what I started. She would have loved it. Get out! You want me out of your life? You want your damn restraining order? Nice shot. Now your ass is mine. 
Great stuff. <laughs> so creepy still. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that deserves one of these. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> there you go. Somebody made this for you, right? You were telling me. Here, here it is. Look. Oh, this is what you're to show us. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we put them up all over my apartment when we had the uh, viewing party for the original uh, parents. <laughs> parents parents yeah. You know, Donna in Danger is always great. I mean, it's just, you know, it was a beautiful, sweet, sweet thing. Yeah. It, it's uh, incredible that after all these years, I really do get get recognized. I hear people off the street say Garrett's land out of nowhere. Um, I mean, it's, it really does, you know, say a lot about the show and how much of a well, I don't know what the word is, zeitgeist, whatever, just part of our culture it, it became. Hey, Sarah, do you have any questions that you want to ask David before he leaves? I mean, first of all, I still remember that scene when she yells Don and versus Dan Donna. That was like, Dave. It's just so good. And I just want to know what it's like when you have a gun that's like obviously like not loaded and stuff, but like, were you guys freaking out at all? Or is that just like a stupid question? No, I don't think um, that's a good question. No. It's, it's, uh, it's a great question. It's uh, something that is very, very important on every set I've ever been on where I've had a, a, a weapon. Um, there's someone who's just in charge of that weapon. They come on the set. They show everybody that it's not loaded. They show everybody that it's, you know, that it doesn't even have a blanket. There's nothing in the chamber. Uh, it's uh, everybody has, you know, there's a safety meeting. It's very, very important um, uh, thing that they do. In fact, I just did a... a, a uh, self-promotion here. I uh, did a, a play to a uh, guy on SWAT who goes crazy and kills a bunch of people. So imagine that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's going to be on on this season. But uh, here I am with a, with a gun again on a set. Same thing. You know, they come and they uh, show everybody that it's not loaded. And then there's the conversely, when you're shooting blanks, it's a whole other meeting you have to have. Mm. I'm curious for Trevor on that same note. Uh, when Paige Moss was here on the show, she played Tara in season six. She said uh, there was the rule that she could not point the gun at Kelly. So I'm curious, was there a rule like that about Brandon that she couldn't point the gun at Brandon or, or you couldn't put, point the gun at, at uh, Donna or was were you ever told a rule like that? This is for you, Sarah. <laughs> uh, there, there was nothing that I could recall. I think they were like point away, scare the hell out of them. Um, yeah, there was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was like David said, they were safety precautions and that was it. And beyond that, they wanted to look real as possible. So yeah, I did a lot of pointing if I recall correctly. Yeah, I think Art, Art might have something here. Art? Yeah. Well, um, I know that, uh, a lot of the episodes I did where I was uh, the psycho killer, um, there was a there were some rules and about guns particularly and uh, one of the rules was that you couldn't have the gun in the same frame with another uh, with the with the the potential victim you know mm -hmm. what i mean you couldn't have the gun like in movies you see they put the gun up against the head and say okay right. you know don't make a move you couldn't do anything like that the gun had to be you had to if you were aimed, you know, flying around with a gun, it was in a separate uh, well, frame. I think there was the post-Brandon Lee stuff. Because remember, Brandon Lee uh, took yeah. a the blank. And also, no, it was, it was the before, other guy, Palm Springs, John the Eric other guy, Eric Hexler. Hexler. John, John yeah, Eric no, Hexler. it was, uh, I did, uh, I I did, uh, I did oh. Starsky and Hutch, and I, I couldn't use the gun uh, in the same frame. That's when I learned that. That was one of my first episodics in when I moved to uh, L.A. 
I think it's loosened up considerably since then. It know. may have, yeah. I also know that when you're using a gun and and you you're pointing at someone, there's something about the uh, it's a much better shot. Uh, for the camera, if you're not pointing at them, if it's right. something in the foreground, you know, it looks like you're pointing it right at them, but you're not. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Art, for you, you came into this show. I love how you come in. You come in like a house of fire. Uh <laughs> Art was doing me a big favor doing this part. I, I brought him back. He had done a couple of things. I said, I need something that's going to hit real quick and really look authentic. Because, you know, we're way out of our, le uh, our lane on this episode. You know, we're doing like a SWAT episode, okay? Well, let's, in well, the middle of our romance. Let's take a look at Art coming into this. Find the custodian. I want the air conditioner in the studio turned off. The heat pump. Yeah. This is Detective Rendell. We have the building surrounded. Anyone hurt? No, not yet. From now on, this line stays open. Listen to me. I want you to do exactly as I say. I love you. Say it again. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. You know what's you know what's weird about that? Jason won't take my calls now. <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't Brandon Walsh just who you want with you in a crisis? Oh like he God. handled that so well. I, I think I'm about I'm about forty miles away from uh, from him right now. Yeah. <laughs> did you play hockey against him? No. Did you? Did, you know, he, did he play with us? Did he play with us? No, he didn't play in our game. Okay. No. no, I never played hockey. I thought maybe a celebrity thing you might have played with him. No. You guys ever no. play uh, hockey with Steve Brill? A good friend. I, I Steve was part of the Hollywood Hockey Club. I know Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Peter Berg, Doug Kelly was part of that. This is the eighties. Yeah. Now we're talking about it when yeah, they just yeah. were young actors. When David Peter came Kelly. into town as an actor, David, David yeah, Kelly. Art played. Art played in that game too. Yeah, Brill uh, wrote, a, wrote a little script uh, that he basically yeah, stole. The Mighty Ducks. I know. Turn, in, turn into a hockey. <laughs> I know he's only a writer who never owns a piece of a of a of a, of a professional team. They had to deal with that, you know. It was yeah. a, it was a yeah. spinoff, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, Art, what was it like doing these scenes? Well, it was it, it, you know anything like that is always weird because you know you don't you're not really connected with the rest of the cast. You know you're you know I was surrounded by uh, background you know, extras, whatever. A lot of extras, okay? A lot of extras, you know, and, and, and you know, all I had to do was point my finger and uh, talk on the phone. And, uh, you know, probably a script a script uh, supervisor there, uh, you know, on the other end of the dialogue. So uh, not much, uh, you know, actually I'm, 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 you know, a little chagrined because, you know, everybody's talking about how great it was with the cast and all that kind of stuff. But, I think I said hello to Jason and uh, and uh, Tori, and I don't think they, I don't think they even. I think they said hello, and then that was it. The rest of the day, I, I think they kind of ignored me. <laughs> you're on the outside, you know. When you I was, I was an outier. Is that the yeah. word today? Out, outier, outlier, outlier. Yeah, I was an outlier there. Um, so, but I, but it was you know it was fun, and working with Kevin was fun, and and of course. Uh, you know, talking about guns. Larry was always trying to get me into the show, and and I think I might have I might have read for that that part, Dave, uh, where you had the gun because I remember going in for an audition uh, up at that up on uh, that Calvert. Calvert Street. Yeah. Oh Calvert my God! I, I want. I wondered where I was. It was like landing on the moon, you know. It was yeah. like there was a in, out in the floor. valley. I, you know, I thought I thought this place would have some kind of swank offices. It was like, you know. <laughs> anyway, I go in there and 
and the, and the audition called for brandishing a gun. And I'm, I'm, I have a lot of trouble with auditions because they're just artificial to me. And, and, and I've, I've gotten worse. I was pretty good <laughs> when I was very young, but, but I, I just progressively got worse. And so there were, they needed a gun to, I need my character needed to brandish a gun. So I grabbed one of Zeke's water pistols and I told, I, I went into the room. I don't know if you remember this, Larry. I know you were there. And I said, yeah. look, I said, this character has a gun and I am not about to audition and start pointing with my finger like this because I'm just going to blow my my own mind about it, you know? So I brought this gun with me and it exactly. was a, kind, kind of a realistic looking gun. It was, you know, black and, you know, kind of, it looked like a 45 automatic, but a water gun. And, you know, everybody kind of went mm. <laughs> like that. And then, uh, then of course, you know, it went badly. It went downhill from there. But uh, I was I was glad to uh, I think I got an offer for this. And uh, and and, uh, you know, it was it was fun. Um, MT asked a great question here. They wanted to know, and I guess Trevor and Jill probably know the answer to this question. How long did it take to shoot the hostage scenes? It looked pretty grueling, and uh, MT feels that Tori deserved an Emmy nom for this mm -hmm. performance. She was so focused and vulnerable. Jill, I remember three days. Does that sound about right to you? Like yeah. the Interesting. That yeah. sounds about right. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it was any longer than that. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah. Was, three days is what I remember. Just that, that particular, uh, all the stuff on the set. set. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because I mean, we would, you know, you know, we tried to would shoot a, a day would be like seven or eight pages, but that might have been actually five or six because it was. You were doing double us. I was going to ask yeah. you that. I, th I thought we must be because it's in the yeah. middle. It was still sort of in the middle of the season. So that also stressed everything when half. For those goes. that don't know, a double up is basically when you're shooting two episodes consecutively. Yeah. And the hours can turn into, you know, 18 to 20 hour days if, uh, if, if you're doing it. Like that, yeah. As we sometimes say, it's never been done since we did it. Well, <laughs> before we came on, I asked you a question about nine hundred two, and you were like, "I don't really remember it." But do you think that that is part of the reason because you were shooting two episodes at a time, so it's hard to know what you were shooting in one day and what you were shooting in another day? I'm trying to help you out here, Jill. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not just because I'm old and I have no memory. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's possible. It's possible. I remember, um, honestly, you know, when I look back at that time, though, even doing double ups, I mean, sure, it was a little confusing and exhausting, but I was so grateful to be there that it was just fun, you know? Yeah, totally. All right, let's take a look at this, Trevor. What about your boyfriend? Mm. No. No one knows I care about you. Real. Brandon. Tell him. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Evan. Donna's been talking for a long time about breaking up with David. Actually, she's been telling me about the crush that she has on you. No lie? No, no lie. In fact, she just asked me this morning about the Valentine's Day party I was going to have next week. She wanted to invite you. Valentine's Day? Mm-hmm. Everyone can see us together. Kiss me. No. No, the gun pointed at me. 
great. Oh, I mean, God. that's a Ooh, lot of second face there. I know. <laughs> yeah, Trevor, walk me, walk me through some of all of that. Well, um, yeah, it didn't go that way in rehearsal. Um, <laughs> she took uh, some liberties uh, while the camera was rolling. Wow. And there, there was a lot of talk about that afterwards. There a lot of headlines that I saw. I mean, so saying the kiss. That was the big talk the next day. I mean, um, she was very convincing. She really. Uh, oh, I, I believe that. Oh, yeah. she, was, she was all in there, you know. Yeah. I yeah, put yeah, my I gun know. down. <laughs> you know what I liked about it? We we let it go on for a long time too, which is particularly a, a signature of me. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but what, Trevor, what was that process like doing that scene? I mean, you, man, you're so good in that. I mean, it's so just freaking creepy. It's yeah. good and and you're believable. And we were watched it, Melanie and Larry and I watched it in, on Patreon. Just another quick plug, uh, and you know we were just like just blown away by it man well there's a lot of different levels she starts off it's like three different gears she goes into three gears with that with that kiss it's, it's yeah really, uh, it's, well, complica it's complicated the kiss the scene itself is yeah, it, we should look at the kiss again <laughs> <laughs> slow it down okay? well, I'm watching it. seriously there's a couple there's a couple of moving parts in that kiss are you wearing pants <laughs> yes, I am. I am. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Trevor. I'm sorry. This is no, no, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, getting into the to the scene, it's funny because they shot most of it synchronously, so it, it actually ramped itself up. It, it got it got a life of its own essentially as it kept going, and I I think I was as surprised as anybody else that was watching it or participating in it what was happening, it was very organic for me. Um, mm -hmm. And I I didn't really have a lot of preconceived notions of how it was gonna go down. I just was trying to feel Evan as much as I possibly could. And I wanted to feel, I wanted to feel a sympathy for him. I really, really wanted to be genuine in my sympathy. And I think that's what came across as so creepy is because he came across so genuinely entitled to his feelings. Um, and so all of that, uh, and how outlandish it all was. It just, that's how it came out at the end of the day. It just really organically happened right there on set. Mm -hmm. um, Kevin Inch was a, an action director. He had come out of Remington Steel and, and he did, a, you know, we, we were lucky again because we were really out of our lane here. Uh, doing something, you know, which is not part of our drama, but we pulled it off, I thought. And, you know, that's why it was good to be having people like Art and every, and all these other great actors we had, like Trevor, to pull this stuff off for us. Yeah, well done, guys. I, I wanted to say that I'm going to have to bow out, but yeah. I really appreciate you having me here. We're coming back. And, and please, yeah. have we me back anytime. Love, we got to do Love Hurts. We got Because that's a really a special episode for us. And it puts yeah. Dave and Donna back together and because of your insanity, basically. And and it's very cool to see, you know, the guys that, you know, Art, I thought, I thought, you know, we must have worked on something else over the years. We've both done so many things, but this might be the only thing we ever worked together on. Yeah, um, no, don't don't be so sure, Dave. We'll yeah, to, that's true. Somebody I have to comb through that for a match. But yeah, these guys are amazing. Thank you so much. All right, David. Thank you, David. Uh, Bye, yep. David. Bye, David. Uh, Miriam wants to know: Were there any instances of cast members being stalked in real life by crazy fans like Evan? That comes from our Patreon. Uh, uh, Jill, did you have an experience like that at all? Uh, no. I mean, when I was hanging out with Tori a lot, there would be 
sort of stalkers all the time, you know. Mm. Um, but nothing as scary as that. No, for sure. Yeah, uh, same here. Uh, there was we were in London doing the 200th episode, and we walked out of a hotel, and there was this guy that approached us that was a little weird, and he handed <clears throat> us a letter as we got into our car. And it, it, it could have been anyone. It could have been like a, you know, I don't know. It was just, it felt very vulnerable. Um, and just in Europe in general, um, the, the awareness of the show over there was shocking to me. We were like the Beatles over there. It, it, it was it was big. Yeah. It was, it was in Hawaii that I remember someone sort of stalking Tori. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Jennifer Kendall wants to know for Trevor, what is your fondest memory of being on the on the show? You know what I it, I know this is gonna say sound like I'm I, being there with my friends, being there with Jill, being there with Kane. Um, uh, it, it, yeah, it, uh, Kane Coy who played yes. Tom. Oh, yeah. Tom, yeah. It, these were, were friends. All friends of mine, yeah. and the fact that we all ended up the show at the same time. Um, yeah. There was something really special about that for me. Um, and, and being with the cast and having that all come together, uh, the, the, the main cast, the regulars, it, it was just a, the, the whole thing was super special. I, I have a fond memories to this day and the fact that it's still, that we're here talking about it right now. I know. It's oh, yeah. We're always shocked every week it's, about that. It's, yeah. it, it, it's still in everyone's consciousness. Yeah. It, it left its mark. I have to ask you, do you, uh, do you know uh, any contact information for Kane right now? Well, yeah, I talked to him. I know exactly where he's at. Oh, great. So we'll get that later because we, we, we're going to want to have we want him. We've, we've really appreciated his work uh, watching these episodes now. I really appreciate his work. Yeah. Trevor, is he out on parole now? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking to me? No. Zara, our friend Zara wants to know, uh, Jill, did you get any cool fan letters that you kept from doing 90210? Oh, yes. I have a a huge box full. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I take them out just to, you know, show people that I actually did do something in my no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have a, a big box of fan letter, and you know, it's all brown now because it was so long ago. Right. Did people write? Right. Did, did people write you wanting Brandon to be with Tracy forever? Were there a lot of ships for that? Um, not that I, not that I remember. I mean, I think most people wanted him to be with Kelly. Kelly. Of course, of course, there are some people that like Tracy better, but the majority likes Kelly. And, um, I, most of my fan letter, um, well, no, not most, a lot of fan, a lot of fan letter came from guys in prison. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's lovely. That's yeah. <laughs> of course, social media. Like, that, was the, that was the base of the fan mail nice. for the yeah. you know, beautiful it's young girl. They, I mean, they would ask for a picture so that they yeah. could put it up in their cell, and I was like, no way. Okay. Did you ever get, did they ever ask you about your feet? Can you show a picture of your feet? When <laughs> 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 uh, I used to do Gidget, our, our poor Gidget, Karen Richmond, used to get all these letters, like from guys in the joint, and they would say, we really would like you to show more of your feet in the episodes. <laughs> No, 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 no. You know, before we wrap this up, I want to show you guys, if you're not on Patreon, what you're missing. Uh, me and Larry and Melanie watched this episode. So this is something that you can see. I'm going to show a clip of that, and then we'll wrap up this episode. I think you're so superior. Hardly, but I do think I've earned the right to be called Mr. You Bastard. Yeah, <laughs> I got a feeling that was an improv line of, of Jason.
What is the process of them doing these intros? Is that like a day? What is that like, Larry? Yeah, there? I would say they just kind of book them for a day and they all have them dressed up and they turn around a couple of times. But Larry, yeah. you live around this area. Do you ever get, uh, and there you are, executive producer. Uh, do you ever get flashbacks when you walk past Hermosa Beach and just like, uh, oh my God, this is where they did that? Do you ever get those moments in your mind? No, uh, I really like this girl. She gets to sing a song of mine in another episode. I have a couple of episodes, I think. There was a, a false scare of Donna where that's like they go in to put a tape of hers in the studio and then there's like backwards tracking. Like, no, like yeah. Donna. And that's also was from my Chips episode I wrote in 1982. So make sure you're about that. Sorry about that self promotion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I meant to ask that, Larry. Larry, did Fred write that little uh, bit she sang in the uh, the, the young woman? Uh, yeah, yeah Fred sure and I did. Uh, yeah, we yeah Fred wrote that one. We have another one we wrote together. Uh, and I, I yeah I wrote you know I always wrote a bunch of songs and stuff. You know I wrote a couple for Chips and two also. I don't think I wrote yeah. any for Night Rider, but uh, well, I want to ask you guys this question too. We always ask this question. I'm going to ask all of you this question. Does it still hold up when you look back at this episode? Let's start with Art Hindle on that question. Do you think this episode still holds up watching it twenty something years later? Well, I, I I can only speak for my own stuff, and I think I think you could put, you could put put that stuff into any show today, and it would hold up. You know, me that's why we hired you. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually surprised. I was uh, I was. I was a little concerned because I couldn't remember, and so you sent me the uh, the episode, and and I started watching it. And I was thinking, you know, you know, the show is very specific for its era in a way, uh, and uh, I started thinking, my God, what did I do? I can't remember. It's going to be. I know it's going to be awful. And then when it came, and when it happened, I thought, wow, but, you know, and it came in with kind of a burst of energy because, you know, they were in the studio and things can when you're in just one place, things can get a little stagnant. And suddenly this burst of energy is this cop came through giving orders to everybody. And, uh, and, and it was kind of like, almost like it was a different kind of episode, you know? So yeah, yeah I yeah, think it right. holds up. And I think the, I think the, uh, the episode holds up, of course they, you know, there's certain, there's a lot of different ways they could shoot it now and a lot of different, uh, angles and, uh, <clears throat> It, you know, they take so much more time on episodes and things like that. What was the, have, how many we have, days? We have, we have low ceilings also, so we couldn't do overheads at all. Yeah, I think, oh, I think my stuff, for you, it took three days. For me, it took three hours when I was right. out of there, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chase says this might be the most intense episode of the show. Uh, uh, Jen says, OMG, Knight Rider, Larry is my hero. <laughs> One of the worst experiences of my life. One of the worst experiences. <laughs> Every day was um, torture. Torture. Talking car. Trevor, how about you? That, that was the best part of it. That was William <laughs> Daniels. Jesus. <laughs> he, he was a, a I was going to ask you, do you, I mean, do you think the episode still held, holds up watching it all these I, years? I think it ages well. I, yeah. I think the time capsule. Uh, it, you know, it, we're, if we're, like I said, we're still talking about it 20 years, 30 years later, and they're going to be talking about it in another 20, 30 years, hopefully. And I think everyone's going to look back like we do the Brady Bunch and go, wow, look, that's the 60s. And, or I love Lucy. And that's totally. This is going to be the quintessential time period for the teenagers then. And I, yeah. I, I, I was happy to be part of it. That's awesome. How about you, Jill? What do you think? Oh. On I, I completely agree with what Trevor said. I think it does. It does hold up, but it, it, it holds up as this was the 90s. You know, sure. it was, 
it was so the nineties, but I, I do, I, I think it, 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 it holds up pretty well. Yeah. At least uh, you didn't have fuzzy hair, Jill. You know, <laughs> a lot of the '90s, I had that fuzzy hair, that kind of permy thing. You know, I the had big fuzzy hair and other things. Just not that. <laughs> somebody, still have hair. somebody said to me the other day, "What did they every they cut everybody every girl's hair the same way? Like we all had the same haircut?" Yeah, sort of. You know? sort of that's true. Yeah. Uh, Linda says Larry is so entertaining every single week. Go Night Rider! Ha ha ha! There, <laughs> there you go. I got a I got a question for Trevor. Um, yeah, it's, okay. per, it's pertinent for today because uh, you know that kiss, Trevor. Um, I know I I know this is going to sound you know ancient in a way, but every time and my because because of what my mom taught me, uh, but every time I had to kiss a woman in a scene. Uh, an actor, a fellow actor, I would discuss it with her about what kind of kiss it was going to be, you know, depending on where the relationship was. And and a lot of that came out in the Me Too movement a couple of years ago or in the last year or two. And, uh, you know, suddenly I realized, hey, I was I was right in doing all that because, you know, a lot of actresses, Jill, you can te testify to this, a lot of actresses, suddenly the guys coming at them with, you know, <laughs> you know and uh and and you know i was kind of it was it was an interesting kiss from the point of view of you know i mean she sold really sold this guy and and you know it would have been a great sequel for this guy years later to come back and say i thought about that kissing myself for years <laughs> They would have brought now him back. You're gonna if I had been there, he would have come back. Believe me, nothing yes. is going to get thrown away. Nothing was thrown away. We so brought you, everything. Did you back. guys talk about that between you and Tori? No, no but uh, no, no, we did. No, we, we, wow. we, we didn't talk. It was, a, it was a different era. Totally. There'd be a, there'd you be a both, you both came at each other with big mouth. You know, you came right at each other. There was no one or the other. It was both of you. You know. Play it again, boy, Pete. I do want to see that kiss again because it really actually <laughs> wanted to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kristen, our friend Kristen, mentions Art in Porky's. That's right. I mean, Art has so, been in I think, classic yeah. movies. He plays the, the, the uh, cop who's the good bro the good friend of uh, uh, the brother of uh, one of the main characters there, and he's in all. Right. I blow I blow Porky's kind of shit at the end of the movie. It's <laughs> that that film when that came out. That was the most big, big hero. Sexy film in the world. We couldn't believe that film. I they love that. that growing yeah, up. That, it only, they're going it to only, release this. Yeah, it only made three hundred million dollars. I know. <laughs> amazing. Bob Bob Clark, dear May Rest. Yeah, I'm still living off that. You know. Uh, our friend Sherry Weiss has a question for Trevor. Uh, you auditioned for Dylan. You said uh, which went to Luke. Did you get to yeah. know Luke at all? Uh, he wasn't in this season. Uh, I knew. So me and me and Luke auditioned against each other for years. Um, mm -hmm. It, it, every time I never liked seeing Luke because he always got the part. Um, <laughs> it, it was just uh, a, almost a, we had a competitive relationship. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. And in the in the final callback for Dylan, he came up behind me uh, and he goes, he, he looked at like a little thin spot in the back of my head and goes, "You really need some minoxidil." <laughs> <laughs> and oh was my like, god. Trying to get in my head, dude. Like right before I'm, I'm going in here, and it, 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 it was what it was. But he, he, he was a nice guy. But it was a, it, the relationship was what it was. Is that why you grew your hair out? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was always I, I, I didn't really have 
a, a huge he probably had more thinning hair than I did now. Right. He did. Those little quippy things we would say to one another. That's know. Trevor. Cute. Trevor, you had Dylan and I had Barry Flatman. You know, he's a uh, He's Larry, Larry, Larry's a very good friend. He's a good friend of Larry's. And, yeah, we and, all the, and he and I, together. he and I are always going in for the same thing. And he always walks into the, and uh, he always walks out of the audition room. He used to always walk out of the audition room and says, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a hundred, 200 theater shows with Barry. You know, we, 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 we performed all over Canada. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, Sarah, for you, do you, does this still hold up as a super fan? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I obviously knew what was going to happen and I was still anxious. I might not sleep tonight. Um, and I think it's just another example of a thousand of things that 90210 did first that like teen dramas or whatever you want to call them later, you know, always had like the shooting episode almost became cliche. It was always intense, but like, and this was college, but the high school shooting kind of became a thing. And yeah. it's just like example number a thousand of things that 90210 did first and did well. Larry, uh, Sarah brings up a good question. Um, did you ever consider doing anything you else know, stronger with the school shooting thing, you know, the school shooting wasn't really in fashion then. Yeah, yeah. Not, that, not that you want to think about this because there yeah. been like the University of Texas, you know, the sniper up in the bell tower, but there really wasn't like a lot of school shooting. I mean, unfortunately, I suspect if there happened, we would have done it, but because yeah. uh, that's the kind of how we rolled then. You know, we were under pressure to kind of you know deliver eyeballs to the thing, and which I want to mention now. I've got to get this clear because I did some deep dive on the ratings, and this episode had almost 9 million people watch it. And the only thing that beat us was the first half hour of CBS, which was the nanny. You could not beat the nanny, okay? <laughs> but Damn you know the last episode of this season, we beat the nanny. So oh. there. there you go. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, you know, it did very well in the ratings, uh, considering, you know, it was the seventh year of the show and it was obviously an erosion. We didn't really have, you know, uh, Shannon or, or Luca, but we did have, you know, fair, good star power and, and the stories were compelling. And, you know, and we respected our fans. We, you know, we knew the, the saga as well as them. So bringing it forward, we knew, you know, where we were going, especially in the triangle relationships, you know, which we, you know, Trevor helped us serve, uh, you know, but with bringing Donna and David again, echoing what brought them close again together, because we knew we were going to be having them make love soon, pretty, pretty soon. And, uh, you know, that was that was a, that was a big deal for us. Very cool. Uh, guys, I think we got this. We've covered this really great. Uh, Trevor, Art, and Jill, uh, thank you so much for being here. Um, thank you, everybody. If you're so inclined and you're watching this, head over to our Patreon at Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Uh, we're adding some bonus content. I'm about to jump on an After Dark Zoom chat, Larry. This is something new that we're offering. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. So some of the fans are going to say hi and all that, so that should be a lot of fun, good, too. Good. So. All right, guys, thank you so much for this. And uh, we will be back next week. We're slated to cover something with Chuck one-on-one -on -one, So uh, from season one. So uh, we're going to dive into that. Thank you guys so much. And Thanks for having me. Thank Great you. to see you, Art. Great to see you. Thanks for coming. Great to see you, Sarah. And Pete, bye-bye. Nice to meet you.